welcome to the very first time that our church family has met together on Christmas Day. Now, because this is the first time, I'm going to do some things differently this morning, okay? Is that okay with everybody? Good. Because the first thing I'm going to do is come down here because I see we have a number of kids that are here this morning. I am so thankful. And I'm going to need you guys to help me this morning, okay? So can you do that? But before, before um, I get into the, uh, the message for this morning, let's pray together, okay? Would you pray with me? God, we're so thankful to be here to celebrate the birthday of Jesus. And God, thank you for giving your son to us and for giving us the privilege of giving to others. And Lord, we thank you so much for the ways that our church has done that. Um, given their time and their talents and their, their financial resources to help people right here in our community and around the world. So God, once again, whatever is given today on this Christmas morning, I pray that you will use it to make your name great. For we pray in Jesus' name, what did the church say? Amen. Amen. Now, here's a question. First of all, how many kids are in the, in the congregation this morning? Just raise your hand if you're a kid or you feel like a kid or you wish you were a kid. Okay. Now, kids, I have a I have a question for you. How many of you know your name? This should be easy. I'm starting with an easy question. Who here knows their name? Okay, good. How many of you can spell your name? You kids. Are you sure? Okay, let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Say your name and spell it. Elijah, E-L-I-J-A-H. Okay, good job, Elijah. All right. Now, here's... Here's another question. How many of you actually know the meaning of your name? Adults too. How many of you know the meaning of your name? Wow. A few, uh, just a few. You know, you can actually Google that and find out if you would like. Um, some of you know this, the, the meaning of my name, because I shared this um, at one point. My name is Dudley. Many of you know me as Pastor Dudley. And I have um, a name that means man from the woods of Duda. I don't even know where Duda is, but that's what my name means. Now, I was thinking the other day, you know, when you're a parent, often you use a lot of care choosing the name of your child. Isn't that true? And did you know the three most popular names for girls in 2016? I'll tell you, because I looked it up, all right? The first is Sophia. And do you know what Sophia means? Does anybody know what it means? Wisdom. Yes, it's a Greek word. Um, the second most popular girl's name was Emma. And it means whole or complete. It's actually from the German language. And the third is Olivia. Olivia. Anybody here named Olivia? Do you know anybody named Olivia? What about Oliver? Comes from the same meaning. It means olive tree. And again, that's a Greek word. Now, guys, boys, three most popular boys' names. The first is Jackson. Okay? Do you know what Jackson means, by the way? Son of Jack. That's really easy. And it comes from the Hebrew language. And then the second most popular boy's name in 2016 was Aiden, A-I-D-E-N. Does anybody know what Aiden means? Aiden means fiery, and it's an Irish name. So if you have Aiden with red hair, that's a, a natural, fiery little kid. And then the third most popular name for boys in 2016 was Lucas, and Lucas means light. It comes from the Latin language. Now, in the Bible... People's names are really, really important because names tell us about a person, what they're like, their character. And God gives all these different names to his people so they will know him and love him and trust him. And what I want to do this morning on Christmas Day is look at some of the names of Jesus. Now, I'll tell you what, um, Mike, you're back at the tech table there. Can you actually advance the slides for me this morning? 
and I'll just give you the thumbs up for the next one, okay? So why don't we do this? Go to the first slide. It's got some letters. Now, kids, what is this on the screen? What is it, the alphabet? And how many of you know your ABCs? Okay, what's the first letter of the alphabet? Let me get somebody to tell me. This is an easy one. A. Okay, and what's the last one? Z. <laughs> Good job. Caught you off guard, Beth, didn't I? <laughs> okay, now there's another alphabet for the Greek language, and a lot of the Bible was written in Greek, especially the New Testament, and it has different letters, and the first letter is alpha, and the one that looks like a horseshoe is what? Omega. So it's the first letter and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And I want you to look at this title of Jesus on the next slide. It says this, Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. And we find that in Revelation chapter 1 where Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. The Almighty. So when we say that Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, kids, it would be like saying that Jesus is the A to Z. I mean, he's like the first to the last. And what the Bible is saying is that Jesus has always lived, and he will always live. And the word for that is eternal, that Jesus is eternal. Now, think about this. Jesus is found in the very first verse of the Bible. Does anybody know the first verse of the Bible without looking? Who knows? In the beginning, what happened? God created what? The heavens and the earth. So Jesus is God, and he's right there at the beginning of the story. In the beginning, Jesus, as God, created everything that exists. And if you go to the very end of the Bible, the very last verse in the Bible, in Revelation, does anybody know without looking the last verse of the Bible? It says this, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. So Jesus is in the first verse, and he's in the last verse. He's the A to Z in the Bible. And the Bible says this, too, about faith. It says that Jesus is the author and finisher, perfecter of our faith. So Jesus is the one who creates faith in our heart, and he also makes sure that we get home to heaven. So that's what we can remember when we say that Jesus is the what? Can we say it together? The Alpha and the Omega. Now, here's something else that I want to tell you about the name of Jesus. If we could have the next slide. Okay, kids, what is that? How many of you had something like that for breakfast this morning? All right, what's, there you go. What's, Robbie, what's in a donut? Deliciousness. <laughs> there you go, deliciousness. And the dis deliciousness is usually because of the sugar. But there's something else in a donut, and it's also found in bread. In fact, go to the next slide if you would. There's nothing better than freshly baked bread. Isn't that true? And what is it that makes bread bread? Flour, exactly. Now, check out this next name of Jesus. The bread of life. The bread of life. And this is what Jesus said. I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Now, what was Jesus talking about? Well, let me show you a picture of a city. We can go to that slide. Does anybody know what city that is, modern-day city? Here's a clue. Where was Jesus born? Bethlehem. So that is probably what? Yes, that's a picture of Bethlehem. And does anybody know what the word Bethlehem means? Good, yes, house of bread. So isn't that interesting that Jesus, the bread of life, is born where? In the house of bread. So when Jesus says, I'm the bread of life, what were people thinking? 
Well, they were probably thinking about something that happened back in the Old Testament because one time when God's people were going through the desert, they got really, really hungry and God gave them some special food to eat. Kids, do you know what it was? Does anybody know? Raise your hand if you know. What was the food? Amanda? Manna. It was manna. Who knows what the word manna means? Exactly. What is it? That's what people were saying. What is this weird-looking food that God's given us every single day? Now, kids, how many of you have ever looked at the food that your mom gave you and said, what is it? Have you ever said that? Dads usually are a little smarter than to ask that question. But the Israelites were saying, man, what is this stuff? It looks like frosted flakes. They had never seen frosted flakes, but I imagine that that is what it was like. But it came down every single day when people were hungry. And so people are probably thinking, when Jesus says, I am the, the bread of life, they were thinking of manna. And there's another story that we read in the Bible. It's a time that Jesus himself was really hungry. And this is in, in Matthew chapter 4. He was getting ready to, to start preaching about God and God's love. And he didn't eat for how long? Does anybody know? 40 days. That'd be like not eating again until February. That's a long time, isn't it? And so Jesus is hungry, and the devil comes to him and says, listen, if you're really the son of God, then command these stones to become bread. And Jesus says, the Bible says that man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that God speaks. So Jesus was making it clear that when he says, I'm the bread of life, that's not just bread for your body. It's bread for your heart. Now, let me ask you this. Is your heart ever hungry? Is your heart ever hungry for encouragement, for hope, for comfort, for joy? Where do you go when your heart is hungry? God says, come to me. Jesus says, I'm the bread you need for your heart. Now, how often do you guys eat? Who eats at least every day? I eat about seven times a day. Here's the thing. Remember the Lord's Prayer, give us this day, or what? Our daily bread. So how often do you think we need to go to God when our hearts are hungry? Yeah, every single day. Now here's another name or title of Jesus, the third one. If you're taking notes this morning, the good what? The good shepherd. And this is what Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Or if you wanted to say that in Spanish, it would sound like this. Yo soy el buen pastor, el buen pastor da su vida por las ovejas. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, I've got a picture. Look at this picture of a shepherd. Isn't that a great picture? With that sheep just draped over his shoulders. Now, boys and girls, let me ask you this. What does a shepherd do? What are some things that shepherds do? Who'd like to tell me? Okay, what do shepherds do? Take care of sheep. They take care of sheep. Okay. And what are some specific ways they take care of sheep? They protect the sheep. Yeah, they protect the sheep because you know what? Wild animals could attack sheep, right? And what are sheep like? Who knows the, the characteristics of a sheep? Are they really smart? Okay, they're not really, really smart. Who else knows something about a sheep? They're followers. Yeah, if one of them goes over the cliff, the rest will just follow right over the cliff, right? And you know sheep, do they have big teeth, big sharp teeth, fangs? No, do they have sharp claws? No, so they really can't defend themselves. And did you know that if a sheep gets lost, it cannot find its way home? If you have a dog or a cat, they get lost, they can find their way home, but not a sheep. So sheep, they're just kind of dumb animals that wander away and get into trouble. Did you know the Bible says that people are a lot like sheep? 
And that's pretty interesting, isn't it? And did you know this? This is really interesting. If there is a sheep that keeps wandering away, do you know what a shepherd will do? It'll break its leg. Some of you know this. And the, the broken leg takes time to mend. And during that time, the shepherd will put that sheep around its shoulders and carry the sheep around. And during that time, the sheep hears the voice of the shepherd over and over again. And the sheep gets to know the voice of the shepherd, gets to know the shepherd, and trust the shepherd. And some of us this morning have experienced that in our own lives. God's broken our leg so that we can be put around the, the neck of the shepherd and learn to listen to his voice. Now, let me ask you this. What does Jesus do as a shepherd? Well, he protects us, doesn't he? He guides us. And the Bible says that he lays down his life for us. And, and boys and girls, that's what this cross is all about. Because we were like sheep and we wandered away from God. And Jesus came to our world so that we could be reconciled to God. That means that our relationship with God could be put back together. And that's why Jesus went to a cross. He died to pay for our sins so that we could be forgiven and live with God forever by trusting Jesus. Now, here's another name for Jesus. This is number four, the vine, the vine. And this is what Jesus says in John 15. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear what? Much fruit. And notice this, apart from me, you can do how much? Nothing. Now, here's a picture of a vine with some branches and some fruit. Let me ask you this. If I took some shears and I cut off that, that branch, what would happen to the branch in, in a short time? It would die. What would happen to the fruit? It would die too because it's not connected to the source of life. And that's what Jesus is saying. If you really want to be alive, I mean really alive, you need to be connected to me. So how can we be connected to Jesus? How do we stay connected to Jesus? What do you think? Some ideas? Yes, in the Bible, it's a way to be connected to Jesus, to read his words, to talk with him. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. Now, here's the next thing, the next name or title of Jesus, number five, the Lion of Judah. And I've got a great picture for this. Look, the Lion, we can go back and I'll read it and then we'll go to the picture. The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. Now, take a look at this lion. It's a great looking lion. Now, what can you tell me about lions? Are they strong? Are they courageous? They really are. And, and it's interesting. Can we go back to the verse for a minute, Mike? It says, the lion from the tribe of Judah. Does anybody know what a tribe is? In the Bible, there are like 12 tribes, and they're like families of people. And you might say that, you know, our church family is like a tribe. And somebody might say, what tribe are you from? And you can say, I'm from the tribe of BBCC. Because it's just a group of people that are set apart for God's purpose. And did you know that Mary and Joseph both were from the tribe of Judah? And so Jesus is the lion from the tribe of Judah. Now, what are some things that Jesus did? Boys and girls, let me ask you this. What are some things that Jesus did to prove his power? Just raise your hand. Some things Jesus did to show how powerful he is when he was here. What do you think? Anybody got any ideas? Okay. Stephanie? He rose from the dead. Yes, absolutely. That proved his power. Anybody else? Something Jesus did, and you can be an adult and answer this too. All right. What are some things Jesus did to prove his power? Yes. He healed the blind. Exactly. Jesus healed the blind. He healed the cripple. 
He did all kinds of things. Do you remember the story about the time that Jesus is in the boat and there's a giant storm and he was asleep and the disciples woke him up and said, hey, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? And what did Jesus do? Yeah, he got up and he told the winds and the waves, hey, shut up. Usually it says, be still. But that's actually what he said. Shut up, I'm sleeping. And he controlled nature because of his power. And like Stephanie said, when he died, he came back to life. In fact, Jesus said this, nobody, nobody takes my life from me. I have the authority. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. So Jesus is the one who wins the victory, and when you follow Jesus, you share in that victory too. Now here's another name, number six, the light of the world. The light of the world. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have what? The light of life. Hey, kids, I heard a story one time that was so cool. How many of you have ever been in a Christmas play or a Christmas presentation? Great. There was this little boy, and he was getting to play the, the role of Jesus, and he had one line in this Christmas play, and at the right time, he was supposed to say, I am the light of the world. Well, it came time for the play, and, and he's up on stage, and his mom's sitting right here in the front row. And so the little boy is really nervous, and he can't remember his line, and his mom is trying to coach him, and so she says, I am the light of the world. And he still, he still just couldn't get it, so she said it again. I am the light of the world. And finally, the little boy gets his big smile on his face and says, my mother is the light of the world. <laughs> so what did Jesus mean when he said, I am the light of the world? Well, how many of you have ever been in a really dark place? Ever been in a really dark place? How does that make you feel when it's completely black and you can't see a thing in front of you? Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? And what can happen when you're in a really dark place? Yeah, you could fall down, you can get lost, you can get confused. Now think about this. Can we go to the next slide? What is that? It's a sunrise. And this morning on Christmas Day, the sun came up. And what happened to the darkness? Yeah, the darkness disappeared. The darkness ran away. What happened when Jesus Christ came into the world on that first Christmas? The light came to shine in the darkness. And did you know this? Sometimes we talk about having joy at Christmas time, but sometimes at Christmas people are sad. And sometimes they're sad because they miss people that they wish could be with them at Christmas time. And sometimes people are sad because they have sad memories. But did you know what? Jesus wants to shine his light into our hearts so that we can have what? Joy. And every time at Christmas you see a Christmas light, you can remember that Jesus said, I am the what? The light of the world. Now here's the, the next, the last title that we're going to look at this morning. Jesus is the Savior. He's the Savior. This is the message that the angels brought to the shepherds. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord. Isn't that incredible? You know, the Christmas story is full of angels. And there was an angel who came to Joseph and said, this is the name you are to give this child. Call him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So what is sin? Well, it's just not living the way God wants us to live. It's not loving him the way he wants us to love him or loving other people the way that God tells us. And Jesus came to save us from our sins so that we could live with God forever. Now, let me show you a picture. Who are these people? These people are firefighters. What do firefighters save people from? Can I ask a firefighter? 
<laughs> Shane, what do firefighters save people from? Everything. Okay, good answer, my friend. That's right. Heart attacks, strokes, auto accidents, car goes in the canal, buildings on fire, you just name it. Firefighters are in there and they're trying to save people. Jesus is our what? What's the last name for Jesus? He is our savior because he saves us. He saves us from the, the penalty of our sin. He saves us from the power of sin. He sets us free to love him and serve him. Jesus is our savior. Now, I'd like to do this. We have a, a happy birthday Jesus cake right here in the front. But let me ask you this. How many of you kids know your birthday? Any December birthdays? Anybody born in December? Anybody born in December? Okay, great. Well, Jesus, his birthday is celebrated on December the 25th. And so today we're going to do this. We're actually going to sing happy birthday to Jesus. And then after the service, in just a few minutes, the cake is going to get rolled out to the patio, and we're going to serve it out there to celebrate the birth of Jesus. So can we do this? Can we sing happy birthday to Jesus today? Because listen, did you know he's here? We can't see him with our physical eyes, but Jesus Christ is here with us through his Holy Spirit. So let's sing happy birthday to Jesus. Are you ready? Let's stand up and sing. Here we go. Are you ready? And let me do this. Let me ask the band. Band, would you come back up? And uh, we're going we're gonna to sing Joy to the World to end the service this morning. But let's sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. Are you ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. All right, we can clap and cheer. That's right. All right. Now listen, this is Christmas Day, so let's sing this song like we mean it, all right? Joy to the world. Let's sing together. blessing on Christmas Day from God's heart to yours. And now may the amazing grace of our Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God our Father, and the intimate fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you. Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Amen.